John, we are back with the Yacht Rock Podcast out of the main. And if the boat is feeling a little crowded today, there's a reason for that. Do I say ahoy polloi yet? <clears throat> no, for so later? you wait that to the end. Okay. <clears throat> but we're, yeah, we, we're, I'm excited. I'm sure you are too. Yes. We've got some co-captains board, yes. um, which we'll introduce in a second, a, the founders of Yacht Rock Miami. Um, but before we do, I just wanted to remind listeners my take on the five phases or stages of Yacht Rock because, and I just made this up, <clears throat> but it's relevant for today's guests. So yeah, it's really were, the core of what our podcast is about. So we need to get, we need to reiterate that. Yeah. And clear the brush as they say. Yes. So the five stages are discovery. So you find out that there is, is a thing called Yacht Rock <clears throat> and then you're instantly into stage two, which is nostalgia because you remember all these songs growing up. If you're of a certain age, then third phase, or stage is love because you realize just how good the music is stage four is immersion if you love it so much that you're addicted to it that's all you listen to you go through that phase and then you get to the phase five which i call despair because you feel like you've heard it all and now it's starting to kind of feel a little stale and you wish that there was more out there to discover but you realize that everything you're listening to is three or four decades old so there can't be anything new well, we find that so many playlists are based on roughly the same 200 or plus songs. And so it's very easy to reach the end of that if, you know, when you immerse yourself. Yeah. Well, until one fateful day, you sent me a text and you said, yep. have you ever heard of Yacht Rock Miami? <laughs> yep. I was like, no, but let me listen. And I was just firing back text after text like, oh, my God, where are they finding this stuff? It's half of it is stuff that I for had forgotten that I'd known half of it is stuff that I've never heard with maybe just a, they have a couple standards blo- thrown in there. Um, but the variety is just amazing. And I became addicted to Yacht Rock Miami and it's, it opened up this new phase six for me, which is rediscovery or exploration, which is the next phase. And it totally reinvigorated my love for Yacht Rock to the point where I said, you know what, maybe this should be the mission of, podcast that you and I create. It, all we do is talk about Yacht Rock anyway. Might as well hit record and blast <laughs> it out and see if anyone wants to listen to it. So with that, it only makes sense that our very first guests are none other than the captains, co-captains, Yacht Rock Miami co-founders, Captain Juan Love and Captain G. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Great to be here, man. Really good. Uh, you know, it, it's been great following you guys, like I said, you know, even as early as this, or as recently as this morning, mm-hmm. John was listening to Yacht Rock Miami. Um, I feel like whenever I've hit that stage where it's like, uh, I can only hear heart to heart, you know, so many times, I turn you guys on and it's like a breath of fresh air. So love what you guys do. And we're going to get into the radio station a little bit, but if you've listened to our podcast, you may recall that our very first episode was called Origin Stories, which John and I, and I've been talking to some listeners and to some friends about what their own personal origin story was for Yacht Rock. The moment that you discovered it, the moment that you realized that this is a retroactively applied moniker to a genre that never really existed, but oh my God, this is a thing, and now I want to explore more. So briefly, gentlemen, if you don't mind, just share us with, you, with the, our listeners what your personal Yacht Rock origin story was. Well, okay. <laughs> I've been um, I've been a club DJ basically all my life since uh, I started 1976, um, and I went through all the phases. My I mean, my main thing was disco, of course, back in the 70s, and uh, soul and funk, and of course, I went through the 80s phase where what we know today as yacht rock was in the background. It wasn't really a forefront, but there were still some songs that made it into my 
happy hour sets and things like that. And uh, I'd play some of it. So flash forward, went through the whole 90s and 2000s. Um, and all of a sudden, we're, um, we're still DJing. And we're really getting tired of the music that we're, uh, that we're playing. We're playing same crowds and same music. And down here in Miami, it's a lot of um, uh, Latin-oriented type, uh, they call it reggaeton. And that stuff gets very old. Imagine hearing Despacito a uh, hundred times, a <laughs> hundred times. So we, we, uh, I started something called the South Florida DJ Association, which is uh, um, an association of about 3,000 DJs in the area. And we had meetings and things like that. And in one of the meetings, I met Juan. Um, he wasn't a captain back then. I think he was just a uh, senior. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, uh, we started talking. And again, we, we, went back and forth saying our, our displeasure on how we had just gotten into this rut and we were just going through the motions. And we had those conversations or several of uh, those conversations. And then one day I did the casino. It was a Sunday afternoon and I did the casino and I was playing a lot of soft rock stuff, you know, typical Ambrosia and uh, FM, uh, Donald Fagan, uh, Steely Dan, things like that. And he started coming in. Uh, visiting me a couple of times and uh, I was using a Spotify playlist and all of a sudden we get this one song in there. I don't remember what it was, but it just kind of, we went down the rabbit hole and I started looking on YouTube and we started finding... I think it was Eddie Rabbit. It was, uh, that's right. Suspicious. It was Eddie Rabbit's Suspicions. Yeah. Speaking I of said, rabbit holes. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I said, what is this song? Listen to that instrumentation. Listen to that, the richness, and it's Eddie Rabbit. I love a rainy night, Eddie right. Rabbit. And that just gave us the hunger to start going and looking. We looked in our personal um, record collections and just started pulling up stuff and pulling right. up stuff. And just and, ripping, ripping, and ripping. And, and ripping. And I, and I would call him every five minutes and say, what do you think of this one? And, eh, you know, eh, it's okay. It floats my boat, doesn't float my boat. And then we just kept going back and forth. And... We, uh, we decided to do an event, and we said, can we get away with this? Can we actually go out there and go do an event and people have people basically listen to what they would consider elevator music? Uh, and we did it, and we had, we had a great turnout, and people were actually singing along with some of the songs. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but they were on board with the stuff that they didn't know. They were like, wow. And then they would ask for more and more. And then from then on, we um, we just kept going back and forth, doing events, did a lot of breweries, did a lot of uh, outdoor-type concerts type of thing, us by ourselves. And it was usually on a Sunday, very relaxed, kickback type of thing. And uh, then Juan came up with the idea of, uh, hey, let's start a station. When you guys were calling the tunes, were you looking for stuff? Did you Were you familiar with, at the time, the whole yacht rock, the various parameters, the checklist of things that they declared, or was this just, well, this feels right. This feels right. It was like a feel thing. We had heard the term yeah, and we hadn't really researched the parameters, like you say, okay. the, the requirements. And once we started to call it yacht rock, then we started um, looking for the origin. We mm -hmm. read about JD Riznar. We yeah. uh, hunt Steve, uh, Hunter Steve and uh, all these different guys and all the ratings and stuff. But one of the important things was how do we, that's West coast. How do we tailor that to South Florida, Miami? Mm -hmm. right. Because right. if JD Riznar's vision was what yuppies would be listening to on a yacht, what about Miami? 
So we took that and replaced yuppies with 80s drug dealers and said, what would they be what would they be listening to on their yacht here in Miami? And we started to, you know, get all there's a lot of stuff on the station that is from disco artists from back in the day that were cuts that were never heard. Uh, yeah. We have Cerrone, we have Sally B, who did Superman. There's there's a lot of stuff on the station, so that we started putting it together. Yeah, we have we have a lot of Andy Gibb on there too, as you hear a lot of Andy Gibb. Uh, right, Andy Gibb, yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and stuff and like we, that from the here in Miami. And we fell in love with the concept. We knew what Yacht Rock was, like you said, it's the, the 200 uh, song, 300 song playlist. But we knew that uh, we we tried to extract the element from Yacht Rock that was going to make, what was it? I, I, I call it the, the factor, the Y factor, the Yacht factor. So every song that we play has that smoothness. I mean, what song is going to make us on our yacht feel cool, feel suave and sophisticated? So every song that we select has to have that type of feeling. And it may not be certified yacht, but it's yacht adjacent or mm-hmm. yeah. or on the boat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so Captain uh, Juan Love, so y- you said, you know, off air before we started recording that this, it was never your intention to start a radio station initially as Captain G just kind of relayed to us. So how yeah. did this evolve into something that it is today? How do you get from, well, maybe we'll start a station to what you have going now? Well, like Alex said, we, we had our records. We started digging through our records and finding and just re-listening to all this stuff, rediscovering. And, and then all of a sudden, wow, that song, how did I miss that? I think I need to share that with others. People need to hear this. It's not only those 200 songs that are on the list. People need to hear this. So we started the station. It was, you know... Nothing out of the ordinary. I started populating it with music, and then my, 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 I started tuning things a little bit better. I didn't like the quality. It just got very – it became its own monster because I – and like Alex, the, the music that plays here has to be good quality. Um, often we will get a request from someone, and we have like, – like I said, we're connected with Heart for Yard Goats, and we have a lot of fans that they'll, they'll send us a track. Mm-hmm. And uh, and unfortunately, sometimes those tracks are not available on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or whatever. You can't buy yeah. them. Right. And, and, and yes, you know, there's people that you have the YouTube and you can just get that from YouTube. I don't do that. I need to have it to be quality. So I will buy, I'll find the vinyl and I'll pay whatever it, I need to pay for it. And I'll bring it home and I'll, I'll, and I'll clean it and I'll rip it and I'll put it into the station I'll massage it with ID tags. It's it's just massive work, massive work, and it never we never intended it to be that way. <laughs> but it's been great during this quarantine. Um, I think it's we get countless emails from people saying, you know, you've made this quarantine so much better for us. Because uh, I'm just I'm like, man, what did you get all this music? You this rediscovering and just playing stuff that we've never heard, but we love it. Well, let's talk about that real quick, if you don't mind. So <clears throat> we have a segment or in our lightning round, which we'll get to, and we've invited you to participate in our lightning round, but we call it Buried Treasures. And Buried Treasures are those songs, and again, I know you guys appreciate the pun, Buried Treasures. They are the songs <laughs> that we should remember but don't or should have heard of but haven't. And, you know, you guys are a treasure trove, if you forgive another pun, of Buried Treasures. I mean, I could listen to you guys for 
hours and I would have a list a mile long of buried treasures. So are you doing any of that from memory? It doesn't sound like it sounds like it's all kind of research. Are you still researching today? How do you build this catalog to the extent that you have such variety? Well, the thing is that um, we have our records and then all of a sudden we have also the Miami sound. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of people like uh, Betty Wright who's from Miami. Uh, George McRae, who recorded here in Miami. Uh, so so we, we start expanding. Bobby Caldwell. I'm sorry? No. Bobby Caldwell. You recorded in Miami? Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So these artists that we feel should be on our boat because we are Yacht Rock Miami. So we put these guys on the boat. But what you're saying is we'll, we'll, we'll look at, I'll go to a record store, for example, and I'll look at the credits. I'm like, I've seen that name before. Mm-hmm. I'll look at the album cover and the guy, if the guy on the picture looks uncomfortable, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll just buy it. It's a dollar. What do I got to do? might be smoking a cigarette, but yeah. Yeah. You know, this looks oh, like shit. You know what? I'm going to take it home. Yeah. And then there might be one song on there. Well, you guys hit me with one this morning, which ties back to what I said at the beginning. Um, a brief spoiler thing is that we have an episode uh, that has not launched yet, but we kind of go through picking our favorite players at each instrument and stuff, sort of like a fantasy football thing. And mm-hmm. one of the guys that made my cut, they, they just got cut just below the, the first team, was Greg Fillingaines. Oh, and wow. you guys played Signals this morning. And first of all, I, I knew that Greg Fillingaines had a solo album from 1984, but I had never listened to it. And he's one of my favorite players as a session guy. And that just blew me open today, and I was listening to that whole album. So that was uh, how I said, even as recent as today, you guys have hit a gem. That was so cool. Right. So so we find, example, Greg Finley. Finley. Yeah. We find him. What else does he have out there? We start digging. We start looking. Alex starts digging. Hey, look what I found today. That's my mm-hmm. message. Oh, and let me look into this. And we start digging, and it's like a nonstop thing. It's an obsession that we have. Um, and then, of course, we populate the station, but we take that with us to our events. And our, our events are, are difficult sometimes because people want to hear the typical stuff. Um, Juan came up with uh, one of the programs that we do on the station is something called Yakutation. Yep, big fan of it. And Juan came up with that, uh, that concept because it's sort of in that particular program, I want to introduce things that are not mainstream. Right. That and may not even be considered yacht rock ever, but they have that feeling, mm-hmm. and they you know they play into all that that smoothness. We we keep going back to that smoothness. Yeah. yeah. What are the mechanics? I'm curious, guys. Of you know, obviously, internet radio stations are a relatively new concept. So I'm curious what the mechanics in terms of obviously you're ripping all the, your own songs, you're loading them into a system, which by the way, crashed a couple weeks ago and I had a mild heart attack. It was bad. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to remember that. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then so, but I, how do you deal with things like licensing and, and all of this stuff that goes into a typical radio station? What don't apply to what you're doing specifically. So how much of that was difficult to figure out? It's, it's, um, so at the moment, with the whole thing with the licensing, it's it's a, it's a, it's I would I can tell you that I can hire a person just to do that um, because yeah. there's aggregated hours that, that come into play. There's an Excel spreadsheet that needs to be downloaded and submitted, and then they calculate uh, the hours listened. And then sometimes uh, you'll have a guy out in Germany 
ripping with a ripper for like 20 hours. And then that accounts for the hours that are consumed. So you have to, um, so there's a lot of work. So you that have comes to self monitor and self report and then pay out through some publishing agency. Yeah, um, Sound exchange, is it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and there's always a minimum that you have to meet and, and you submit through there. So, listeners, if you want more Yacht Rock Miami, just realize there is a cost to it, and you can contribute. You can donate uh, as little as a dollar, five dollars, whatever. Go to yachtrockmiami.com, and you can contribute. To the, it's a worthy cause if you're a lover of all things Yacht Rock. Yes, we um we don't want to put commercials in the station, right? Um, it's like kills a vibe. Yeah, it'll yeah. chase the audience um, right away. You got to find and, another and way. We, and as of late, you know, we've been adding. You know, a little bit more well, promotions, mm-hmm. more prom- some promotions, and we can get yeah. into that later. Not too much promotion. So, let's go back to the. What is, is there anything else beyond just the smooth or the feel or the vibe um, that you guys use as sort of a, your measuring stick on whether something is yacht or not? We, you know, we've talked about JD Risner um, as the founder, and he's got his criteria. There's the yacht ski scale, which I'm, mm-hmm. I know you guys know about. Um, is there instrumentation? Is it what you know? What are the things that you say? Yes, yes, yes. Automatically makes something feel yachty to you. I, I mean, it's really about the feel of the song. I mean, we we can't identify a group of musicians like Riznar did with the Toto guys and the Jay Graydon's right. and the David Forsters. We can't really identify anything like that in the music that we play because now we're not only uh, taking stuff from the seventies and eighties. There, there are new uh, groups out there. Um, that Juan has introduced me to as well. Benny Sings, uh, one of my favorites, which I'll be getting next Page uh, 99, of course. Lightning, <laughs> what's that? Page 99. Page 99, <laughs> my new favorite. And uh, and we'll want you guys to make a little drop so we can put it right before I'll the song. That. But, um, you know, basically it's the way that it feels. We can't, we mm-hmm. calling it yacht, I guess we're, not supposed to because of the J.D. Rizdar. If you go to any of the Yacht Rock groups out there, everyone has their own concepts of what Yacht Rock is. And, you know, there's a thousand things and they'll put some the weirdest thing there and say, that's Yacht, because they feel it to Mm -hmm. be Yacht, whatever that word means now, whatever Yacht means to people. To us, it means smooth and it means cool. So to somebody else, it may mean Teenage, yeah. who knows? Yeah, you know? or, or or with the sandals uh, sitting backside. Yeah. Right. That's Marina, yeah, right. that, that right. but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of why we do what we do is because we know that you know once they put out this term yacht rock into the ethosphere, everybody you know it once it becomes sort of public domain in a way, everybody is going to make their own take on it and disregard to certain degrees whatever the hardcore parameters were, and everyone's going to make their own playlist that feels right for them, which is why we try to do, which is really the essence of our lightning round is to try to feed these ideas. And so we, you know, in all honesty, we get a lot of our ideas from you guys. And I try to credit it every time I can recall that that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I was just going to say the other, you know, there is a certified playlist. We keep saying the word certified that JD Riznar put out. Um, I use that from time to time, but it's funny. I shouldn't question the, um, the profit, but there's sometimes songs that he has in his playlist. I'm like, really? <laughs> this? Um, so I hit skip, but whatever. So he, but he knows better than I, obviously. Yeah, but we I, aren't here to criticize. Yeah. To your what point, it, it is for so many people. It's a feeling. It, it's you know it when it you is. feel it. 
And there's things that I know that are not Yacht Rock that are on my Yacht Rock playlist because it has the feels. Right. Because if you had a yacht, <laughs> unless you nope. do, try to, it'd be on your yacht. <laughs> we, we try to respect that list as much as possible. So, yeah. You did come up with a term. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, we, and we tell people, you know, that's not Yacht Rock. I mean, I don't care what you say. It's not Yacht Rock. And, and we've had these arguments with people. Yeah. Uh, that's why we say now, yacht, certified Yacht Rock, smooth classics, and contemporary cool there vibes. You go. Yeah. That's what we describe our station as. We call something Yacht Adjacent or whatever. Yeah. Um, we, we try to... Um, uh, like when we're DJing, we have to appease a crowd that it's listening to the other radio station that mm-hmm. I will not mention by name <laughs> um, that doesn't really play a lot of Yacht Rock. I mean, really. So when people come to us, they'll say Jerry Rafferty. Or they'll say Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy yeah, Buffett yeah, wearing Miami. Right. Yeah. Yacht Rock. And, I'm not, and then yeah. Alex will look at me. He wants Jimmy Buffett. And go, Alex, I'm not going to play it. I am not. I refuse to play it. I will not. I'll play Jerry Rafferty, but I will not play Jerry Buffett because we have an image when we go out there and we're playing and we're representing Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that it's, and it's a good thing you said about the, uh, the image one. Um, when we first started to do this, we were going to go out there and say, well, how are people going to consume this product that, so here it is. We, dressed up with our Hawaiian shirts and our captain's hats. And we go out there and we do sort of a a stick, if you want to call it. While we play videos of the era, we play the music of the era and we, all the music we play, we play commercials, vintage commercials, but we had to serve it up in a way where people were going to walk in and kind of look like, Hey, let's see what these guys are doing type of thing because they weren't going to come in if a guy with a with a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans was playing uh, uh ambrosia in the corner they'd say you know they or, or they're gonna go to sleep mm-hmm. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. it's not an event that way right right well cool well uh before we go into the lightning round is there anything new and exciting that's on the horizon for yacht rock miami anything new different um and tell people the best place to find uh, and listen to yacht rock miami well, as of this morning, tune in again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, it, it went down for a while, but yeah. Yeah, so we've been going through some updates and whatnot. So, uh, But the best place is YachtRockMiami.com. That's really the best place. But you can search for us on Roku. Um, we have a Roku app. You can listen to us there. Uh, tune in. Uh, obviously, you can search for, for Yacht Miami. Or if you have an Alexa... Um, you can tell, you can say enable Yacht Rock Man or even Siri, listen to Yacht Rock Man. Uh, there's a lot of ways to listen and you'll be smooth sailing. And as far as things that we're doing in the future, we're, you know, we're, one of our goals is we want to go out there more often and we want to play, which we're, we're trying to make these events on Sundays because we think that, uh, on a Saturday night at a bar, it may not be the best place to, you know, hit them with, uh, you know, something, uh, suspicions by Eddie Rabbit, but, but, uh, <laughs> But and now we we recently been, we've been working now very closely with a promoting uh, group down here called Seaside Music, who they do all the, the concerts. They did Bobby Caldwell. They're they're going to do Pablo Cruz Firefall. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a, a bunch of stuff. And um, great person Kim Riley and Jim Williamson, and they're going to start to include us in their events. And hopefully this will get the word out there. Yacht Rock Miami, and wow. uh, we can show up in our yeah. our little. Uh, you know, co- costumes here and uh, make it make make a hit. 
All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, Captain John, steer the ship into the lightning round, if you would. I thought I was first mate, but I'll, I'll take captain for the day. Okay. <laughs> so um, we have the three uh, sections of our lightning round. We have the section where we take uh, presentations of songs and say, maybe for whatever reason, you think that it's debatable whether this song is yacht or not. And we kind of get the opinions of everybody else. That's the first part of it, the yacht or not section. Then we go into the buried treasure where we are uh, offering up a song that is probably definitely from the yacht rock era, yacht rock artist, but probably either it's an album cut or something that never really got as popular as it should have, but something that we think people should know about. The third one is the off the map selection. And that's something where we take something and say, you know, we fully admit there's nothing that about this where people would say this is certified yacht, but we're building a playlist of Yacht Rock and other, as you guys say, smooth uh, vibes. This song might fit beautifully in your playlist, even though it's not technically a Yacht Rock song. So we'll start then with the um, the very first one, which is going to be the Yacht or Not. Um, I will present a song first kind of to get it rolling and we'll get a vibe for how it feels with everybody. So... Um, when I present them, uh, often I, I look for a song that I know is maybe right on the cusp. Sometimes I do look at the scale and see where a song rates um, just below 50, just above 50 and see. Um, but this is one I've seen debated. And I would like to get your opinion on um, Captain and Tennille, Love Will Keep Us Together. 1975, written by Neil Sedaka. Okay, Juan, you want to take it or you want me to take it? Go ahead. Go ahead with that one. Um, not Yacht wouldn't be on my yacht at all. Um, Love will keep us together with a, kind of a kind of a smaltzy pop song, happy, happy, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Maybe on the marina as we go away, we can hear it kind of <laughs> fading in the background. But but uh, might I, be why I, we're going I, away. Would, yeah, it might be. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we're going as far away as possible from the cap. Now, I'll take Muskrat Love, okay. but I won't take uh, Love Will Keep Us Together. It's just kind of, you good. know, Sadaka is back, yeah. you know. That. Uh, Captain Juan. Yeah, I, I have to second that motion, Captain. Um, it's just, and I believe that it's certified, I think. Um, I don't know how or where and the scale it is, but it just feels... You know, I, I hear that there's a bounce. I get that. There's a little bounce. Ding, ding. I get it. Uh, the production quality is horrible to me. I, I've tried many different ways to listen to it. I just don't feel uh, that it sounds good. Um, and it's just very poppy, very happy, very, you know, this is something that the, the yacht has docked. And now uh, you get off, you put on your sandals, and it just flows well with Buffett and all that other stuff. I don't, I don't, uh, Tom, you got thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm a not um, for the same reasons. It's a little schmaltzy to me that belongs either on your AC Gold playlist or what I would call Yacht Pop. Um, we're trying to invent all these new genres yeah. that we get famous. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. um, so that's a no for me. What about you? I will tell you that um, it's it's actually a no for me as well. I'm a big fan of the A&M records of the 70s era. You're right. That album, for whatever reason, doesn't sound up to standard with some of the other, like the Carpenter stuff that they the A&M put out. But that song did get a 51.25 according to the scale. So, barely so made it. What, yeah, yeah, barely made it. But I, it would not make mine as well. So who's got the the next one? Who would like to present one? I'll give you one that, that people are constantly saying it's yacht and why don't we just decide right here forever and ever is 
Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street, a yacht song or not. It isn't by, the, I think, the uh, Yachtsky scale, but everyone that we come into contact with, I would say everyone thinks it's a Yacht Rock song. Juan? You know what? I, it feels out of the time. Yeah. Um, there's a certain sound. Uh, it it kind of like, it, it, it reminds me of like a late 80s, 86, 87 sound to me. I don't know. Maybe it was too far ahead of his time. I don't know. It's definitely um, not Yacht Rock Miami, that's for sure. It, it's not. No, no, not at, at all. It doesn't, it does not do it for me. It, it's a great, I like, I love the song. Yeah. But um, it's, it, that ink, the Scottish feel, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but uh, Captain just, G, you're right, that, that there's a lot, a lot of times when Yacht Rock uh, conversations start, that's like one of the first songs that people bring up. I'm like, that. that's, that's a hard right away, no for me. Right away. Yeah, I, it's it's, a, it's yeah. a yacht for me only because I fully confess that I got indoctrinated by the Sirius channel when I was getting into Yacht Rock, and that's in the heavy rotation. So to me, oh, heavy. To me, it just feels like it because that's what I associate it with during my discovery phase and nostalgia. So I agree, it doesn't sound like it, but for me, it's on the yacht. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not yacht like Miami, like you said. As a as a Cuban, I give it half a mango. <laughs> yeah, I'll go that. Soon. Half a mango. I got one for you um, because you keep using the term smooth, and I have a smooth song. And if we're going to go on the Yatsky scale, it's very, very low. But J.D. himself gave it a 51 where everyone else dissented. So curious what you guys specifically think of the song because it feels smooth and it feels a little bit Latin maybe, in the, even though it's a U.K. artist. Uh, Sade, Smooth Operator. No need to ask, he's a smooth operator. I wish it was definitely Miami Yacht. It feels tropical. There's definitely the smooth in there, but it it leans more towards the jazz side than the yacht side. I I giving it a not. I'm giving it a um, <laughs> non-committal. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm yacht, which is maybe yacht. <laughs> Love it, Captain Juan. I put that on my boat because right. I I remember. And I guess because of the feeling of it. I remember going down to the Grove and listening to that song, looking at the bay. And it just relays to that Miami vibe, uh, just like Curious Whispers, uh, mm -hmm. which is definitely not Yacht Rock. Mm -hmm. But to us, it's, to me, it's Yacht Rock because in Miami, that was the song, yep. mm -hmm. Curious Whispers, because of the, the video, you know? Right. Uh, so things like that, you know. But okay, but officially... It's not Yacht Rock. But to officially to Captain yeah. Juan, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. It is. To okay. me, it's Miami Yacht, I would say. Yes. Uh, right. Miami Yacht, I right. guess. I Captain John? I think it's right on the coast, right on the border. So I yeah. had to get a pun in there. Right on the coastline for me. I'm going to I'm gonna call it a mild yes. All right. I am actually going to go. By the way, so JD has that at a 51. Um, mm -hmm. from, that's about where I'd put it. For me, it's a not, even though it has all the right feels, but only because where I was in my life when I remember the song becoming popular is not in that same era, just mentally. It's, it's sort of eighties MTV era and it doesn't feel yachty to me. So, I mean, it feels yachty, but my association with what I remember hearing the song just is so, a disconnect for me. So I'm going right. not on that. The feeling. So, yeah. The feeling. Yeah. So did yeah. you guys have another one for that or was that, uh, yeah. Captain Juan had one. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I just, I, I, might, I might change it. No. Okay. Go ahead. 
Um, We're ready. I, I think I want to say Hollow Notes, Private Islands. Oh my goodness, yes. Hollow yes, Notes is well. difficult because they have one foot in the boat and one foot on the dock for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was going to do a quick response to that. And it, it's something that we've kind of talked about before. I have a hard time getting past the fact that I know Holland Oats are from Philly. You know, <laughs> I don't know. And so, and unfortunately that shapes my vision. Um, I have a difficult time putting any Holland Oats on my boat as much as I, they're, they're one of my favorites. They were back then and they still are. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't put that. Even way. I can't go for that. Yeah, it do, yeah, oh, it doesn't. Can can, yeah. <laughs> no can do. <laughs> no can do. No can do. That's I it. will say, Captain Wad, that I have no problem putting a huge chunk of the Hall and Oates catalog. Well, not a huge chunk, but a good four or five songs. Uh, but that is not one that I would include. So, like, Kiss is on my list, and in Private Eyes, that when they started going into the man eater phase, that's where I draw the line. So that's a not for me, even though I, I do like the tune. Oh, Private Eyes got a little bit of that, a little bit of that bounce going on. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. I, I think. It does. I mean, it sounds good on the on the, on the boat. Would uh, it be on it your station? On station? It does play. Okay, cool. Among the thousands of tongues that are on there, yes. <laughs> Captain G, where do you land on Private Eyes? Private Eyes, eighties pop. I was I was playing at bars when when people would get in the middle of the dance floor and clap yeah, their hands. Right. Private yeah. Eyes. Yeah. All right. Well. I think now we should go right into your wheelhouse, and you guys should hit us with the buried treasures. Buried treasures. Captain Juan, why don't you kick us off? Okay, well, my hidden treasure is comes from Hawaii. Mm. How Bradbury, you win, I lose. It, it definitely, it it definitely is um, got. You know all the stuff to me the, the the syncopation, the trumpet line, all that. Yeah, that was a, that's a cool, cool, cool pick. But I honestly did not know it until uh, I had heard uh, heard it from you. So yeah, <laughs> typical. Uh, you usually introduce me to new things. That was new to me. It is a treasure, no doubt. Should not be buried. Um, so that's a great one, uh, Captain G. Do you have another one, or should we move on to Captain John? I do. This is a song that the first time I heard it, I literally got goosebumps. And I said, if Yacht is like this, I want more and more and more. This is a guy named Finnis Henderson, and it's called Blame It on the Night. Blame it on the night. I don't really now, his hit was something called Skip to Milou, which was um, on a Motown label. He was one of the uh, a few, I think he's kind of half black, half white type of guy. His father used to work for Sammy Davis, that type of thing. But Blame It on the Night, I think, is the perfect yacht record just because it's corny and you can see the guy doing all these <laughs> yeah it's contorted it's contorted you talk about uncomfortable album cover that cover yes yes exactly <laughs> oh, it's got that leather yeah, that the red tie and the, yeah i know yeah laying on the floor it's like i want some of this don't you yeah it is you know type of thing and blame it on the night is my is one of my very yeah, good one. discovered we discovered together, and it was just—it's a great song. Really, I good. could hear it a thousand. Just times. heard it. I just heard it today, as a matter of fact. So, oh, beautiful, John. You want to go next? Yeah. Um, this one, I will confess, I heard on your station, but I was taken when I looked up the um, the the personnel on this one, and the personnel had Steve Kahn, uh, Liberty Devito, 
Doug Stegmeyer, and those guys were all part of Billy Joel's 52nd Street Band. Also has Ralph McDonald, Donald Fagan on it. And this was uh, Far Cry. The hits just keep on coming. Just keep on coming. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> so he, he sent that to me earlier in the week. I've never heard of Far Cry. And I'm a little bit younger than than he. Um, but man, so I listened to the whole record. That's not even, that's probably the radio hit, or but it's not even my favorite song on the record by far. Yeah, we still haven't uh, scratched the surface uh, on that one. Well, here's two other suggestions when you do get the record, because it's there. And then the last song on the record is really cool, and it's definitely Yacht Rock Miami. It's called Some Things Will Never Change. So, so good. Um, what do you got, Tom? So I got something that, again, you sent it to me, and I wish that I could include a whole record, whole album on a, as a buried treasure, because this is, you guys probably know it really well. First time I had listened to the record by Quincy Jones, the dude in 1981. Holy <laughs> smokes, is that thing good top to bottom? Of course, I do the radio releases, which is yeah. months and 100 ways, but it, it kicks off with a thumper that if this is not on Yacht Rock Miami, I will be shocked. And the song is called I Know Corrida. Yeah. Oh, does that song rock? It yeah. is about seven minutes long and it keeps getting better. It's got Lewis Johnson on bass, Patty Austin on vocals, Ernie Watts yeah. on sax, Jerry Hayes doing the horns, all of the same, you know, usual suspects. Who's on drums? Do you have that written down? Um, Who the drummer was? John Robinson, maybe? Yeah, I think it okay. was. Yeah. Okay. For the whole album. It was written by, uh, it was also co-written or whatever by a, a guy that had a big dance record here in Miami called Glad to Know You. And the guy's name is Chaz Jenkel. Mm, okay. You remember Chaz Jenkel, Vaughn? I don't. I do not. <laughs> I do not. John Robinson was the drummer on that record, John. Was he? Yeah. You looked that yep. up. Yep. Well, we can move to the off the map. I'll... Uh... Um, off the map. So here's something that uh, I, I, you know, we know isn't yacht rock, but it, it's a it's a good one to add to a list when you're looking to grow the list beyond the basics. And this one surprised me because it was during the period where I wasn't even attempting to listen to anything yachty or sophisticated. It was just this is just some '70s rock stuff. And then all of a sudden, the middle of this album, Eddie Money's Life for the Taking has maybe I'm a fool. And that song is so cool with these timbale fills and it's it's just smooth and kind of jazzy chords. Cool, cool tune. Sits nice in a list with other smooth stuff. You guys know it? I don't know that one. I don't know that one. You got me. You got the captains. Well, we're not trying to challenge you. It was just a, <laughs> no, a, just no, a, no. You know, a suggestion. Yep. Like that. It stumps the captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got something, um, a name that will maybe floor you or maybe i heard it on your station but i'm sure when you think of yacht rock the artist daft punk does not typically come to mind did i hear this on your station or did i it, i either heard it on your station or it was on jd's playlist i have no idea fragments of time fragments of time daft punk and todd edwards driving this road down to paradise i have a story about let's it. hear it so when when alex was mentioning the whole thing about uh the casino I had come from a, a trip, and I and then actually the 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 actual injection, initial love for this whole yacht rock thing started with that album for me. And you might be thinking, but but wait a minute, this music has been around before that. But before that, I really didn't care about it too much. It was there in the background until I heard Daft Punk, Random Access Memories, and that whole album to me is amazing. And then when I heard that album and I heard that song, 
I said, wow, I need to get more of that. And that's when I found Benny Sings, and then later Young, uh, Young Guns, Silver Fox, uh, Pedals, and all these other, uh, you know, drug dealer and uh, Thundercat, uh, all this other new modern yacht, you know, future yacht, what I called. And then Alex and I cross ways, and, and this is how the whole thing started like that for me because of that song. I know I'll probably this is getting in the weeds, so I'll have to probably edit this out. But that album, here, here I, mean, I don't know if you even looked up the details on that album, Tom, but or, or guys, how that ties in. But when they were making that album, you know, they had been doing all the electronica stuff, and they wanted to do a different approach. They wanted to actually record real musicians playing these grooves, and then they would take those tracks and cut them up and create their electronica out of it right but they wanted to really capture that beautiful recording of the 70s sound that we talk about so much in yacht rock radio and the guy that they hired to be the engineer that they thought had the sound that they wanted to capture was a guy named mick gazoski and he was chuck mangione's engineer uh-huh. for all those years and i just pulled up paul jackson on guitar nathan east on bass john robinson on drums omar hakeem i mean so i mean they brought in all of the cats that we talk about to make that record so it's not off the map it should be a certified yacht it's a good connection that's for sure what do you guys got for off the map i got in our one of our little rabbit holes uh searching when he was uh, showing me benny sings and um all those types of what we call future yacht uh artists we came across a guy named Mayor Hawthorne from uh, Los Angeles. And that guy also has a group called Tuxedo. But Mayor Hawthorne as a soloist has a song that's called um, Someone Like You. And it's bang, hits you in the chest, like a stylistic type of thing. And the guy's got a voice and his persona. And he dresses up in tuxedos and ties. And the guy is yucked. He is he is not past yacht, he is future yacht. And this song called Someone Like You. Baby, you could be my baby. Well, we have a story for you now because Mayor Hawthorne is actually from Detroit. Ann Arbor, I think, really? Michigan. Yes. Or Detroit, yeah, just outside oh, of Detroit. So we are yeah. big fans, both of us, of Mayor Hawthorne. Okay. And I've yep. seen him live, and he's got a great song. He's got one record that's more Motowny. I don't think that's this is the song that you're talking about, but awesome selection. I agree. Yes. He's he's yacht before it was not. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, but it rhymes. Well, that's a great pick, man. Uh, Captain Juan, who do you got off the map? So, once upon a time, um, well, let, let's say, and back in February, uh, I was uh, DJing a, a wedding. And by this point, we were pretty much well established as yacht rock guys, but I still had other contracts to fulfill. Mm hmm. So, you know, we do them whole Miami freestyle stuff and we were doing the party. And then uh, the bridesmaids, uh, the bride's uh, father comes up to me and says, Hey, uh, do you have Santana? Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Let me see if I can download it. So I downloaded it and I played it. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember the song. I've been looking for the song. Yes. I yes. love this song. So to me, 
I, I it puts me in a very happy place. Uh, and not as happy as Captain Antonio, but <laughs> no, it, it puts me in a yacht. It put, not it, as happy as the drug dealers in Miami either. Yeah, yeah either. And, and here's the thing: it's 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 off an album called Chango. So for us, the Cubans and there's the Santeria religion, and the Chango is uh, an entity, uh, an Afro uh, Cuban uh, saint is the right word, I guess. I mean, so it actually comes from that and. And I remember hearing that song a lot on the radio, and, and I and I do picture um, yeah, drug dealers listening to that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that is an amazing pick because that is it might not be yacht rock, but it is one of those songs. It doesn't have to be for this segment. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's one of those songs that you hear it, you're like, oh my god, this one I totally forgot, and how much I love the song. Oh, so that was that's an outstanding pick, mm-hmm. outstanding. Well. Uh, I think we've reached the end of our journey. This has been awesome, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys being on the show. We hope you had fun. Great fun. Great time. Yes. Good. Well, thank you to all our listeners. Again, check out Yacht Rock Miami. Go directly to YachtRockMiami.com. Give them a support if you can. Um, listen to them on the TuneIn app or, or just directly on Yacht Rock Miami. And Yeah, uh, we have a, a phone number if you guys want to call and leave a request or suggestions. Uh, it's 803-999-SAIL or 803-999-7245. You can call in any time of the day, no matter what part of the world you're in. We're getting people from, get a lot of people from Brussels for some reason, but but you can call in and leave a request on just record it. Or you can say, hi, this is Jane from Brussels, and uh, and then we'll make a little uh, promo out of it, yep. and we'll put it on our station. Yeah. But give us a call, and uh, I want to thank you guys for, uh, you know, we're all keeping the fire, and that's what we're doing. It's great. Great time. Good. All right. Well, give him a call. And then uh, until then, John, we will say. Now do I say it? Yes. Ahoy, polloi. <laughs>